Hey friends, I'm Scott Hanselman. It's another episode of Azure Friday. This is our first Azure Friday remote edition, and I'm talking with Azure Barry about how to choose Azure services to speed up your application. We're going to have all kinds of fun today on Azure Friday. Hi, I'm Scott Hanselman. It's another episode of Azure Friday. This is our first remote episode, and I'm talking with Azure Barry. How are you, sir? Very good. Thank you. How are you? I'm getting there. Uh, we are all set up with our lights and our cameras, and we're trying out a remote episode of Azure Friday, and I appreciate you being our first. And you brought me one of my favorite topics, how to speed up your application. Yeah, you know, I always uh, try to uh, disseminate how you can best choose the services in Azure for a specific scenario, because there are so many services and it's sometimes difficult to choose. Mm -hmm. And in this topic, we'll talk about services that you can use to speed up your application. Okay. So in Azure, there are lots of services for lots of scenarios, also for speeding up your applications. Luckily, there aren't so much for speeding up your application, so it's a bit simpler than maybe for other scenarios to choose your scenario, uh, your, your services. Um, so first I'll tell you which options there are in Azure for speeding up your applications. And that is, the Azure CDN, so the Azure Content Delivery Network. You can use this one to get your static files closer to your users. There's also Azure Cache for Redis, which is a, a cache, an in-memory cache that you can use to store data in uh, and uh, have that uh, pulled out of it by your apps very quickly. There's also Azure Traffic Manager that you use to route traffic from users to applications uh, that are most performant. And then there is also Azure Front Door, which you put in front of your applications and can guide users to your applications. Kind of similar to Azure Traffic Manager, but on a different uh, level. Uh, Azure Front Door uses HTTP stack, where Azure Traffic Manager uses uh, DNS and other protocols as well. Mm. So we'll talk about uh, how you can best choose which service to use for your specific scenario. Now, uh, to choose, you have to ask yourself a couple of questions. The first one is, are my users globally distributed? Which means, are my users uh, everywhere in the world? So you might have users in the United States, but also in, in Europe, maybe some in Australia, who knows? Second question is, does my application use data that is used a lot and doesn't change often? And then the last question to ask yourself is, does my application use audio, video, or images, or other static files, maybe like um, CSS or JavaScript files. So let's dive into this first question. Are my users globally distributed? So if the answer to that is no, then we're done with this question, uh, and we don't choose any services based upon that. We move on to the next question. But if the answer is yes, then we have to ask ourselves another question, which is, is traffic between users and applications HTTP-based? For instance, is a user using your application as a website uh, through a web browser, for instance, which is then HTTP-based? Or is this a completely different application that might use UDP or something as a uh, transport protocol? So if it is HTTP-based, for instance, as a, a web service or a website, then you would choose Azure Front Door to speed up your application because mm -hmm. this service works based on HTTP, 
it lives in the edge of Azure. So on the edge, at the very edge of the cloud and is very close to your users as well. And it utilizes technologies to um, speed up your HTTP and HTTP requests. If you're not using HTTP, so other protocols like UDP or something else, then you can use Azure Traffic Manager to speed up your applications to uh, globally distributed uh, users. I've actually this, done both of these. I use Azure Front Door for Hanselman.com and the Hanselman.com slash blog and Hansel Minutes. They all are different app services and they all use Azure Front Door because it allows me to catch things kind of at the URL level and at the HTTP level, I can crack open the headers. But then for a small startup that I had that used SignalR, which was a low level protocol, I used Azure Traffic Manager to do global distribution. Yeah, that's a perfect example. So exactly a website would be very well suited for Azure Front Door and something like SignalR would be very suited for Azure Traffic Manager. And then Azure Front Door has some additional features as well like a web application firewall and even a little built-in uh, CDN, so content delivery network as well, a cache. So if you're using these services, either one, then you might also want to augment them with Azure CDN and or <laughs> Azure Cache for Redis to get that data and those static files close to your users if your users are globally distributed. Because what you basically want to do is get everything as close to your users as possible so that the latency is as low as possible. And I'll talk about what latency is in a later slide. So this is then the first question. Are my users globally distributed? And that helps you a little bit to already sift through these services. But then the second question is, does my application use data that is used a lot, but doesn't change very often? Now, what is that then? What type of data is that? That's not this data. This is an example of data that does change often. This is, for instance, a, a, a table with order data. Now, I like tables uh, because I like um, relational data. I'm a bit old school. You might have uh, different data in a document, but that can also change often if it's, for instance, order data. Orders uh, get added, orders get modified a lot. Uh, in contrary to data that changes little, like, for instance, a list of all the countries and their locales, which your application might uh, retrieve every time it goes to a, uh, a specific page or sometimes uh, on startup, for instance. So if your data uses data like this, so a country list, for instance, that it uses often but doesn't change a lot, then you, this data is very suited to be cached in a service like Azure Cache for Redis. You can put it in there instead of in a database. And when you do that, you... Uh, speed up the retrieval of that data because Azure Cache for Redis provides in-memory data for optimal speed instead of data that sits on a disk and then has to be retrieved through a query like a SQL query, for instance, which takes time. This already sits there and with a key value pair, it is stored. So with the key, you can retrieve then, for instance, this list of, uh, of countries, which is very, very fast. Azure Cache for Redis also provides additional features, advanced features, like geo-replication, which enables you to um, put instances of Azure Cache for Redis all over the world, so close to your users, and then replicate the data that is in Azure Cache for Redis to all those instances. And also data persistence, which is another advanced feature that allows you to persist 
So save the data that is in Azure Cache for Redis. So this is then the second question that can help you to sift through these services. Is data used often and changes little? I've also and used uh, Azure Storage with simple amounts of data, uh, storing text files, JSON, uh, you know, the poor person's uh, cache. Uh, I, my, my podcast has a lot of episodes, but it's not a lot of data, and Azure Redis cache was over, overkill. I put it in an intermediate text file in JSON, put it in storage, and then fronted that with this, uh, the CDN. Yeah. yeah, you can definitely also use that, and we're just getting to the CDN. Which is, uh, which is utilizing that mechanism. Mm -hmm. So your way is kind of similar. So you store actually data in kind of a more in-memory type of, uh, of data store, which is cheaper as well than uh, uh, Redis Cache in Azure, mm -hmm. but it's not as fast as Redis Cache. You, know, exactly. you get what you pay for, of course. Mm -hmm. So then the third question is, does my application use audio, video, or images, or other static files? If that's the case, then imagine this scenario. Let's say you have a website and you have this type of, uh, of content, so videos and images, which you store in your website. You just deploy those with your website and it's somewhere in Europe and users use it for, from very close by, but also from further away. And you know maybe that's a problem, maybe it isn't. What happens is that the latency uh, increases the further people are away that use your website. Now, what is latency? Latency is the time it takes for that data, so the data that is that website, to get through the wire to that person all the way in Australia. Now, that goes very fast with the speed of light, but still data has to travel over the internet through all sorts of hops and routers and switches, and maybe even through a satellite up and down, and then it ends up there, which is still very fast, as you can see, latency is something that you can measure in milliseconds, but latency adds up because a website isn't just one request. It could be, let's say, 10 requests or something, and then you might be looking at 1.7 seconds or more. So you want to avoid or minimize latency. And we can do that by using the Azure CDN, so the Content Delivery Network. And when you use that, you still have that website, and that content, but then you put that content in the CDN's point of presence. And those points of presence are basically data centers all around the world. And there are way more points of presence than there are Azure data centers all around the world, which then makes sure that that data is always close to your users, because there will always be a point of presence that is relatively close to you, closer than where the faraway website is. And so you minimize latency and optimize performance. And then there's another benefit of using the CDN, which is that you offload the processing. So when the user then retrieves those images and videos, it retrieves it from the CDN and not from your website, which saves your website uh, precious CPU cycles to not have to serve those images and videos up. Mm -hmm. I'm actually in the process of changing a lot of my images for my blog or it like slash blog slash content and then et cetera, et cetera. And I want to change that to something more sophisticated like images.hanselman.com and then offload all of that. So I'll do a 301 redirect and I'll tell everyone that my images are over here 
And I thought the most interesting thing about what you said was that those points of presence, there's more of them than there are Azure data centers. So you can be very, very, very close to your users. Yes, very, very close to your users. And this is then how that would work. In Azure, you would create an Azure CDN profile and an endpoint, which is then the URL. And you would then put your content somewhere in, for instance, Azure Blob Storage, where your Azure CDN has access to. And once you've put your content there and Azure CDN can see the content, it will distribute that content in all of its points of presence, which are all over the world. And then in your website, just like you said, the only thing that you have to do there is basically change the URL from pointing to the local image to pointing to the image in the CDN, which is something like azureedge.net, or it can also be a custom domain. Now I actually want to show what that looks like in, uh, in Azure, have a little demo. Now here in Visual Studio, I have a very simple ASP.NET core website, which is just out of the box and has a couple of images, which you can see here, which is azurefriday.png two, three, and four. And I just load them up right here from my local um, file system. And that's so fine. So in this case, your web application is serving those, correct? Yeah, exactly. Which okay. means that also the CPU of uh, the server on which my web application runs needs to serve these up as well. And this also means that if users are far away from my web application, it might be slow because they have to download these images all the way from my web application. So let's see what that actually looks like in a browser. This is their website. So you can see these are very nice images from a previous Azure Friday episode, which we've done live. Mm -hmm. And if we then look at the performance of all this, and I'm not going to cache it, so I have to disable cache check mark here. If I refresh this, you see that this all loads up, takes a while. And here in the bottom, we see that it took 3.6 seconds, something. Now, I've also set up a CDN, which is this thing here in the Azure portal. And the CDN has an endpoint, which is this one. And the endpoint ends in azureedge.net. In this case, azurefridaydemo.azureedge.net. And in my case, this Azure CDN endpoint looks at uh, images container in Azure Blob Storage. You can have this point to other things as well, not only blob storage, other storage um, types as well, including custom storage. But in my case, the images are just here in blob storage. And CDN has taken all those images and put them in the points of presence. So all I have to do in my application really is then just take this URL of the endpoint, just replace this. Now, while you're doing that, one of the couple of things that I've come up with are, for example, I have a lot of content that goes back 15, 20 years. I've got embedded URLs. I can go yeah. and use Azure Front Door to redirect those. I can, in my own application, redirect them. I can change my routing in ASP.NET. There's lots of different ways. But to your point, the goal is, no matter how you do it, whether it's hard-coded or routed or redirected, is to just make sure that the right URL is served, correct? That's all it is, yeah. It's just changing the URL. It's as simple as that. So I didn't deploy it there because that takes actually a while. 
but this is the deployed version of uh, this exact same website, but then the URL is pointing to the CDN. Mm -hmm. And if we take a look at this one, load it up as well. And it's done already. This is 1.6 seconds versus 3.2 it was, I think. Right. Also, what we can see here in the source is that the images actually come from a different source. So from the Azure Edge.net, so the CDN, which means that we just offloaded all that work to Azure CDN. It's also worth cool. pointing out that on the client side, you got a little bit of parallelism there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, which then means that these images load uh, in parallel, so not in sequence. Mm -hmm. So this uh, speeds up our website definitely a lot. So we've just been through these three questions to sift through our application, uh, through our services for Azure to speed them up. Let's summarize that. So we had the Azure CDN service, we had Redis Cache, we had Traffic Manager and Front Door. So if you want to offload traffic from your application, like we said, you can use Azure CDN, Redis Cache as well, which is then a different service where your data can live and front door as well, because Azure front door also contains a tiny little CDN as well, a cache. If you want to bring data closer to your users, so data, you can use Azure CDN, Redis cache, and also Azure front door. And if you want to bring your application closer to your users, you can use traffic manager and also front door. But then the difference would be Frontor you would use for HTTP-based applications and Traffic Manager for other applications. And then finally, if you want to provide fast in-memory access to data, you would use the Azure Cache for Redis. And so these questions and um, this table can help you to sift through all of the services in Azure that can help you to speed up your application. Mm -hmm. and if you want to see all the services in Azure, you can go to this URL to find out which services are available. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Azure Barry, for uh, straightening me all out. Now I know all the different Azure services that I can use to speed up my application. All right. No problem. I'm learning all about how to use Azure to speed up my app today on our first episode of Remote Azure Friday.